0: Imagine you and your partner are trying to start a new business. This is the crucial period, and you've both quit your former business to make this work. However, you also have a new child to take care of, and there's no money coming in. One day, you get an offer for a full-time job. This means you don't have to worry about buying baby milk powder, meals, or paying the bills, and so on. But it also means you don't get to work on your startup during this crucial period. So what do you do? Dyson and Fanny were in this situation and decided to reject the job offer to focus on their startup. Ten years later, they are making it with their logistics tech startup D-Track, which makes delivery tracking easy for everyone. This Singaporean-grown startup had a lot of hurdles to overcome. But today, they have worked with over 700 companies in more than 50 countries and have raked in $2 million worth of profits in the last year. Welcome to the 10-Year Challenge podcast by Stories of Asia. My name is Sarah and in this show, I talk to Asians from all walks of life about their life journeys in the last 10 years so we can learn and grow together. I can't wait to share this one with you, so let's get started. Hi guys, it's so great to have you here this morning. Hi, Jason and Fanny. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to this podcast and wanted to just go ahead and ask you all to introduce yourselves. Can you tell me a bit about yourselves, who you are, what you do and why you do it?
1: Thank you, Sarah. Uh, okay, my name is Jason. I am the CEO of D-Track. And um, I typically deal with high level strategic decision-making in the company. And I also um, lead the company's overall growth.
2: Um, for me? I'm the COO of the track so what I basically do is to try to clear whatever things that's been choking and uh, take a look at my CO's plate and try to clear whatever <laughs> that is that has to be cleared so that, you know, leaving my CEO as well as the rest of my teammates more time and more focus on growing and scaling the company.
1: We are we're husband and wife so um, she also puts a lot of good food on my <laughs> plate uh, you know during dinners and therefore I've been like, growing in size over the past 10 years. Yeah. So, um,
2: while, <laughs> so while I take over, while I take away whatever that shouldn't be there on this plate at work, <laughs> I dish a lot more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we've been married for over 13 years yep. already. And together, we also co founded Detract Systems.
2: And today, um, so more than 68 million jobs has been completed using the Detract platform. And we currently serve uh, customers from over 50 countries.
0: You guys have told me what it's like today. It's so heartening and so nice to hear about the success that Detract is achieving. So I'd love to hear, like, right before it started 10 years ago, tell me what it was like back then.
2: I think it was a, a pretty difficult time for, for us at that point of time so we were still in the florist business and then um, we, we also had our, our first child and struggling entrepreneurs um, life wasn't easy basically financially that was the toughest uh, part to deal with um, because you know both of us are not working I mean we are working but we are not getting um, salary out of it. And then at that time also, we were thinking about how we want to go on to the track, right? But we have to fund this um, aspiration somehow. So what we did was that we we went to cash out all our life insurance policies and everything we could. And of course, tighten our belts and brave ourselves for the long dry period of no pay. Um, So that was quite a struggle. So that was kind of like um, 10 years back.
1: So Fanny was actually teaching at Republic Poly as a adjunct lecturer. So um, she has this opportunity to go back to school to teach. And that at that point in time could have easily, you know, you know, gotten us some income of like, you know, a couple of thousand dollars, which would mean a lot to us, especially during the time where we are having a baby and we need to, buy mint powder, buy Um, so it was really a struggle, and I remember we were walking at Budok Reservoir, we were working out and Fanny said something to me, maybe you can share. Yeah, uh,
2: so it was, um, we, we had our walks at Budok Reservoir, um, and then I received a call from my colleague um, at Republic Poly, and she said, you know Fanny, um, why don't you come back, you know, I have an opening for you. So I thought like, wow, that means like my mind has like $3,000 floating around <laughs> and, and to us $3,000 means so much. And, and then I, I asked Jason, like, what do you think? Should, should I go for it? And then he told me like, it, it is it is it is great, right? I mean, we need the money It will make us feel better. But I mean, he always shared with me that if you want anything to succeed, we have to focus. And focus may not come easy, they often come at a huge price. So we decided to bite the bullet um, and then to reject the offer because we feel that you know, um, a lot of startups you know, actually didn't survive the first year. Right? Um, so it was already by default tough. So he said, if we are to not give our 100% in, then why are we, we shouldn't even be expecting that our business is going to be a success. Yeah. So fast forward, 10 years ago, we had our first baby, right? And then now 10 years later, we have four. <laughs> <laughs> so that's on a personal note. And then 10 years later, also for D-Track, uh, we also currently um, have a team with us. So I think things have grown, um, especially for the business. I think uh, we are quite proud to say that, you know, I think we have definitely uh, done um quite a bit for the business and it has grown to quite a nice size today. Yep.
0: yep. That's so 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 lovely to hear. Like I was on mute, but I just like was laughing and smiling with you guys. It was so heartwarming. <laughs> wow, I could relate as well. Um, especially for the part where you're talking about, you know, you had a job opportunity coming in, and at that point, that means like so much to you. But you guys decided to give it your focus. So when I found out about your story, I read a little bit more about uh, your background in school. You know where teachers were telling you that, oh, no, you're not going to make it. And here in Singapore, if you go to ITE, if you go to normal academic stream, it's kind of immediately assumed that if you try to make anything out of yourself, that's kind of a pipe dream, you know? So I imagine like to to have that happen to you from from a young age, like from teachers to now, like your friends and family, like if, if they are saying such things, it's quite tough to deal with. Right.
1: My PSL is called uh, is 187. Um, and that is way back, like many years back. Um, yeah. So uh, I remember, I remember the day, the day I, I received uh, my PSL results. Uh, I'm actually quite happy, you know. Uh, 187, like you know, you know, why am I happy? Because my best friend got 186. And and, and, and it's like Whoa I want to score high, One point higher than you The thing is that uh, After I got back home And I realised that uh, you no, know, no my, my cousins Who is of the same age as me uh, They got like You know Two, three something Two, four something <laughs> So I was like Oh okay So mine seems rather low Eventually I got into A normal uh, Academic stream uh, In secondary school uh, Amongst my, my friends we, we know that We are not Very academically bright But uh, That's more the reason we should work harder in other areas and at the same time we don't give up on our studies we put 200 how about you fanny (laughs) i
2: I was kind of like a a hybrid i excel in my languages but i'm so so bad at my my mathematics no so i'm always like the last in class i remember i got back one of my math tests i think it was out of like 45 or something like that and then my Fan asked me, hey, so Fanny, what did you get? How many digits? And then I was like, okay, so I got two and a half marks. So how many digits is that? Like, <laughs> 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 so things were really bad. And the two and a half marks, I think, came from the the kindness of my my teacher's heart mm. because I made so much effort to draw the graph, even though it was all wrong, but I think Jason had it rougher. But through his his life journey, I think it's really made him the man that he is today. He is the most tenacious person I ever known. Whenever there is a problem, he never gives up. And even if everybody were like, oh my God, this problem is so difficult. Maybe we should give up. We should take the easier way out. But not him. He will continue persist and continue to think through the problem until he finally get at the, at the solution i never once you know hear him say that you know uh it's so tough you know let me just give up or i can't do it he'll tell me like okay i've tried let me let me work this through with you i tried this this, 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 this it doesn't work and then okay i think i've got more i can try
0: oh that was very very well put let's have that guest question from one of our listeners. So we actually had someone write in asking a bit more about um, the personal life side of things because we've been talking a lot about business, we've been talking a lot about your education background growing up. What about um, as a couple? Here's the question.
2: Hi, I'm just wondering how do you guys deal with issues you face as couples and yet face each other every day and work together? I mean, personally, it takes at least a few days for me to get over arguments, you know, I mean, to get back to my usual selves?
1: Well, it depends on the context of the argument. (laughs) So, I mean, when we return home, then she becomes the CEO (laughs) and I become the COO, right? (laughs) She she, should go and change the diaper. All right. Yes. (laughs) I clear her place. (laughs) And I think when it comes to business, we adopt this like uh, discussion kind of a habit. Um, We bounce, you know, ideas a lot, and of course, inevitably there will be disagreements. Uh, She has, Fanny has her views. I have mine. But I think we have like over so many years, we have adopted this very open. Um, culture between us Um, if there's anything that we feel that uh, we cannot agree on we will trash it out we will just like make two cups of hot tea sit down and put our points across um, get it sorted out very objectively um, but I guess in business it's a little bit easier because things are often objective um, it could be a certain uh, vision that I have uh, maybe she doesn't really uh, agree entirely it could be something that she thought might be a good idea and, and I don't agree entirely but uh, we always um, stick to the facts we always stick to the objectives of the goals of, yeah. the, uh, you know, of what we are trying to achieve I think it gets a lot easier if we don't pull our personal life ranking when we talk about business stuff. And of course, back home, I don't pull my CEO rank back home, um, yeah.
2: I think for both of us with Jason, um, even before we um, got married, I think we have always established that we want to be very honest with each other because we, I feel and he feels that communication is the most um, important thing to hold a relationship together. And so even back in our dating days, we never had like a cold war thing. We we, we really don't like it. We like to talk. Um, when there's a problem, we trash it out in a really um, safe environment. So whenever we talk, we always say that we want to have a safe environment where you can be free to say what you feel. We, we find that when um, we talk to each other, so we have the little cup of tea sessions and we will mm. talk to each other t- and, and until day breaks then we have this intense talks about you know how we sh- uh, share our own opinions and at the end of the day good things always come out of it and that um, at the end we may derive at a conclusion that is totally what we didn't thought of when we first started out. So something great can come out of very effective communication with each other without judgment.
0: Oh my gosh, I I love all of that so much. That was such great advice, first of all. Um, I think what I got out of it is that you guys are comfortable with each other, that there's freedom to be comfortable with each other. But at the same time, uh, you also have your roles, right? But you know exactly when to, to get into that role and when to get out of it. I always smile when I like hear about couples who, who say that they don't have very much arguments because uh, I think it's something that's very difficult for most people to do. So to hear you guys share about it and, and how you do it, having discussions, that's really, really wonderful. And I think this was really useful. So to, to, to sum up, I want to ask, how do you think you have grown over the last 10 years, uh, looking at it from a point of personal development?
1: What I've learned over the past 10 years is that, um, never give up, persevere all the way, never give up. Um, and I think that's that going to make a lot of difference uh, in everybody's life, uh, like, like it did in mine. Um, I'm, I'm not the brightest person uh, in the room. I never is, and never aspire to be, but I always aspire to be the last man standing. I, I want to be the last person to give up, if I ever have to give up. Um, so so And, and I, that, I think that makes a lot of difference in my personal life, in my work life. As long as I don't give up, I, I may not learn it today, I, I, I may take a week, I may take two months, but I eventually get there. I think
2: <laughs> these 10 years have really put to test what Dyson has just said, and that is never to give up. I think there are so many reasons to give up over these 10 years. So I think whatever he has said um, during this this 10 years, what he has really honed his not giving up to a new level. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like um and then I think through that. Um, what I, I got from this ten years, I feel that I have really matured in terms of being able to handle like stressful situation. And end of the day, to understand that um, you have to be optimistic. The way you feel actually affects the people around you. If you are negative, even without saying anything, the end. Entire team will have uh, this, this whole sense that, you know, oh yeah, we can't achieve yeah. it. I've learned from great role models like Basin like and then also in my personal life where my, my father, my, my parents are both cancer patients and then my father is now, um, both of them are in the terminal stages at stage four. So my father has been uh, a huge inspiration in finding the, um, op- being optimistic in very bleak situations. So when he was told, He has stage four cancer. He went through so many um, surgeries and then he just recently had a tracheotomy. He can, he's on full bottle feeding. He can no longer speak, can no longer hear very well. But never once had I heard him complain that life is hard. He always tell me that in order to beat cancer, you have to be positive. My father is such a strong fighter. I, I really teach me that, you know, if you are going to despair and find that your life is miserable, I will look at my father and say that. Who am I to say that? I mean, even if a man like that, who is suffering, um, but he never once complained that, why did this happen to me? No, he told me that I can't live with cancer. And in fact, he actually went on to volunteer to help others. So I think even in business, I think we face a lot of challenges in our personal life. I mean, having four kids, a business and then a startup in Singapore, bootstrap. We, we face a lot of challenges here, there, everywhere. But in everything, I, I think there's so much um, we can gain if we choose to remain positive. Uh, I think that with me, whenever we go for our discussion, we talk because I feel that even though we face a problem now, it is good because uh, we are going to find a solution. And if we sign a solution, it could be a new barrier of entry uh, that we erect, you know, to keep our competitors up. Or it could be a new innovation that we can bring forth in our business. So at the end of a problem, there will always be something sweet. I think just like you play games after every stage, you you get a reward. Um, So I choose to um, see life that way. And I think
0: that uh, is something that I, I kind of
2: learned over the 10 years.
0: I am so inspired by the both of you. And I think the both of you guys are like a light to people around you. And I really, really appreciate um, the sharings you've been doing. And, and Fanny, thanks for sharing about your father as well. I think that was like really, really inspiring. It's not easy at all. And um, I love that both of you guys each have something different to share. For, for Jason, it's about tenacity. It's about not giving up. For Fanny, it's about choosing to see uh, life in a more positive way, not in a way that's unrealistic, but it's still realistic and it helps you move further in life, you know. And I think that is like a blend of like two great qualities, and to see that come together in a couple with you guys, that that's really, really awesome to see. And I hope that this episode actually inspires people because I know it's inspired me to to want to have more of those qualities in like everything we do. So yeah. yeah, thank you so much for for being on this podcast and sharing your stories.
1: Thank you so much. Thank
2: you for having us. Yes, Yes. we we had a great chat. Thanks for really having us (laughs) on
0: the show. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, follow us on social media at Stories of Asia Co. The links are in the description. I hope to see you in the next episode where we talk to an amazing entrepreneurial woman who left her glamorous lifestyle of traveling to over 40 countries to help educate children in third world countries. I'll see you then.